Welcome to the Minx and Muse podcast. I'm your host, Crimson Minx, creatrix of Minx and Muse, a dark feminine playhouse where we awaken our innate magic through esoerotic dance and witchcraft. Welcome to the Portal of Enchantment. Welcome, Tara Valkyrie, to the Minx and Muse podcast. How are you today? I'm wonderful. How about you? Oh, I'm fabulous. Even more <laughs> fabulous getting to chat with you because you and I always have some wonderful conversations together. Yes. And for those who don't know you, first of all, get in the know, but (laughs) Tara is our resident astrologer. You do our weekly astrology Mm -hmm. updates on that we post to our Instagram each week. You also do full astrology reports for our Minx and Muse Multiverse, Mm -hmm. our online membership. You teach moon club which Mm -hmm. is our bi-monthly astrology class Um, (laughs) and then you also are a burlesque dancer you are a dark feminine movement goddess Mm -hmm. you are an esoerotic queen so you do all the things (laughs) i do all the things yes that's how you're involved in the studio i'm gonna let Mm -hmm. you add anything to that um what did i miss uh somatic alchemy um, oh, yeah, and tough. then as per the retreat, I'm an opulent embodied shamanatrix. Yes, <laughs> we, we, had a, we had an instructor retreat um, out in, in uh, Lago Vista, and mm-hmm. we all created our archetypal uh, mm-hmm. energies for the year ahead, and yours was fabulous. Yes. <laughs> you know me, I have to be extra. <laughs> <laughs> But I love it. I think it's helpful for our students to know that even as instructors, we are all working on ourselves at the same time and we're still doing this work ourselves. So absolutely. Yeah, we're in the trenches with everyone. And yes, you are a somatic processing uh, priestess with your class somatic alchemy, which Mm -hmm. uh, is referred to as our screaming class. It's essentially a a class where you guide people through releasing any stagnant energy or emotions mm-hmm. yeah um that's that's a fun class and it's fun to do it with moon club because i feel like we get the we get the mundane the earth realm and then we go up into the celestial and it's just yeah magic is a flying <laughs> yes it's attending to the mind body and spirit yes yes yeah it's all energy <laughs> and today so i just kind of wanted to give everyone a breath of everything you do within the studio before mm-hmm. we get to our topic that we're going to focus on today which is astrology Woo! but you are the longest instructor at the studio you've OG. been with us since oh yeah you are og og you were been with us since opening night so you have taught so much and guided our witches through so much and grown with us mm. so much over the past over six years um and what i really love is that when you came in it was more as a movement guide and you still mm-hmm. teach movement classes which is awesome um but you've really stepped into your role as an astrologer mm-hmm. and i would love to know what got you interested in astrology and what did that process of being a hobbyist 
to a professional look like? Oh, goodness. Okay. So you sure we only have an hour, right? I know. <laughs> That's why I was like, we need one topic to focus on. Right, we cannot why? talk about the I breath know. of Tara right now. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So um, I think like a lot of us witches um, and embodied um, amazing um, embodied earth deities that we are. Um, it, I mean, it started way back, um, when I was a kid, but of course at that time, um, you know, we kind of dabble in things, but it really kind of came, uh, the, the seed germinated. I think the seed was planted when I was a kid, but it germinated It burst forth in 2013 or 2014, and I was going through a lot of change in astrology terms. I was in my Saturn return. Um, yes, yes. Um, in mundane terms, that means I was 29. I was 30. I was um, re- really feeling pressure from society of like, get your shit together. <laughs> um, but what what society wanted me to do in terms of getting my shit together, what I was being pulled to do were two completely different things. And um, as many of us do when we're younger, um, I was trying to go the society route. I was applying to grad schools. Um, I was doing applying to programs that my parent, like I was like, this will make my parents happy. Um, this will please you know, the elders. Um, because it was, I know, I'm just like, oh my God. Like I look back and I'm just like, wow. Um, and so anyway, I was, I was, um, inauthentic. It was, I was completely inauthentic. I was, you know, chasing the money. I was chasing what I thought other people would like and was ignoring myself. And obviously, um, we can only do that for so long. And then, um, the universe comes along and kind of course corrects, like we are given opportunities. Um, I did not take those. It was like, you know, I was, I was in crisis. I was lost because I didn't get into the prestigious grad program. And Blessing in disguise. Yes. No, it totally was. It totally was because I wouldn't have found, I wouldn't have made it to Minx. Um, I wouldn't be doing this. Um, I still probably have all the health problems that I have, uh, that I used to have. And, um, anyway, I was so lost and I was doing movement at a dance studio in Houston met a wonderful uh, astrologer. She's also a professional astrologer. Um, Her name is Marielle Loren. Um, She does live symbolic. And um, anyway, I met her through dance, found out she was an astrologer. She gave me a reading and I will, I will be totally real. I was a skeptic because my background is in science. Um, And it's so ironic. I love being at dinner parties where I'm like, well, science was my gateway into astrology and magic. Um, and people were like, what? Um, so anyway, she gave me the most incredible reading. And it was stuff that, I mean, we've talked about this before. Like, you know, you and I are both very private people. So it was stuff that was like, okay, there's no way that she could have known about these trials, these things that I went through, these talents. Um, and it was so insightful because one, it made me feel seen. And it made me realize there's nothing wrong with me. Like, um, I am meant to be on a different path than what 
society tells a lot of us. Um, so that was kind of that first germination. And then uh, what blew my mind further is um, I remember um, her explaining to me that astrology is a language. And so when you first start out, and part of why I love teaching is I still remember my first, you know, kind of foray into it where I'm at Googling things. And it, it's wild. Like, it's, it's so easy to be overwhelmed. But the more you sit with it, and the more that you just, it's like, a, again, like a language, the more you use it every day. Um, even if it's just the basics, you'll be amazed at how much it grows. So anyway, from there, um, from probably about 2014 until um, 2016, I was a hobbyist. I was just, I was enjoying it. I know you and I would have conversations about stuff. Um, and because I have that science background, I have always been fascinated by systems. So whether it is, you know, my degree from school is in biology. Um, I thought that, you know, I was like, okay, body systems. Well, then you start to look at um, all of these systems in our, uh, in our universe. I mean, you look at the way um, electrons move around atoms. It is very similar to how the planets orbit. Um, all of the forces at work that are in our bodies are on the earth or in the universe. So I started to like make these correlations because at first, I think like a lot of people I viewed astrology as like, oh, this is cool. Talk about me for an hour. Awesome astrologer. <laughs> um, but then, you know, astrology, I think especially one thing I'm grateful for you doing, um, and I've talked about this in Moon Club, is you really started to be like, hey, you should do a weekly astro update. You should do this little tidbit. And I remember at first being like, that's uncomfy. And I could kind of like would put you off and you're like, cool, I'm going to come right back. <laughs> um, but it was really like 2016 into 2017. Um, and then as I started into professional readings, and I started with just natal chart readings, um, because those are um, fixed points that it's a blueprint for us. Um, and another valuable thing that both um, Marielle Loren and uh, Lily Roddy, another amazing astrologer in Houston, Lily said to me uh, when I was learning from her, she was like, we always have free will. And the planets, what's going on, the transits, that's like a weather system. We decide what we wear. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mind blown. And that was so valuable for me because coinciding and kind of aiding this all was the journey of sovereignty. Um, and realizing, uh, because I don't know when we're going to get into pet peeves with astrology, but I will just say one of my biggest pet peeves is when people are like, oh, well, I'm just bad at that because I'm a Pisces. Or <laughs> I just talk like that because I'm a Capricorn. It's like, no, fuck you. <laughs> Call back that power. <laughs> so, you know, I've used it. It started with just kind of understanding myself 
and then I've used it to understand um, the world, which um, has been so, it's been a comfort um, with seeing these cycles and especially like, you know, 2020, we all kind of, uh, you know, that turned everything that we knew on its head. And understanding though, that this was part of a bigger cycle and that we still have sovereignty within those bigger cycles. Yes, things are going to happen that are out of our control. Things are going to happen that are unexpected, but we still have that agency and we still have the ability as witches to align with these energies um, and to cultivate and to grow. And that was so um, just, it was comforting for me, even when just there's chaos. Um, it was, it's just like when I, you know, I was in Hurricane Harvey with uh, Houston and it was crazy pants. Um, that was right before you and I met, but I had my hurricane supply kit. And so I was like, well, this is wild, but I've got everything I need and this is not going to last forever. We'll be fine. Um, and so it's, it's just been part, that's been a big thing with astrology. And then the other thing I love about. Oh, wait, you're going to skip the part of the story where you rake each your house and. (laughs) Okay. So I rake my, I was trying to stay on top, (laughs) but you brought it up. So I'm going to go there. Yeah. So, um, part of the wild, the wild thing of 2017 was such a wild, a wild year. Um, so I guess using astrology, I remember we had the eclipse. Um, this was 2016 in August. Yeah, yeah. And so... No, 2017 in yeah, August. 2017, yeah, 2017. Um, we had that um, partial solar eclipse that, uh, that August. Um, two weeks later, um, Hurricane Harvey comes in. Um, the, and, and I remember looking at the astrology of the city of Houston, because that's another thing you can do with astrology. You can look at cities and looking at the astrology of Houston and being like, because at the time it was supposed to go through Corpus Christi, hit San Antonio, and then just like die somewhere in West Texas. And I was looking at the astrology of Houston and I was like, oh, holy shit, this is coming here. And I was telling people, and they're like, what are you smoking, Tara? Can we get some? (laughs) And I was like, no, this is going to happen. So it was one of those strange things because I was right, but it was a weird thing to be right about, you know? And I don't, I don't talk about it much because Harvey was, uh, you know, it was a shit show. Um, Houston handled themselves really well, but it was just a lot. Um, And anyway, yeah, so I had to... um, I had to evacuate my house, but first I reikied it and entities showed up. I call them angels. Um, these entities showed up and they were like, we got your house, but we need you to go. Um, and that was a huge trust thing because um, Virgo moon here, I like to be in control of especially my stuff. <laughs> um, and there was water. I mean, it was... It, the water got within, I shit you not, it got within six inches of my house. Um, and it was like right up against the concrete foundation of my garage. And yeah, it was so wild, but like trusting that. Um, and then after that, I remember because Houston was just kind of a mess. And so I needed to get out of town. 
And that was around the time that you and I met each other. And I had been looking at my chart and I was realizing, I was like, new opportunities are going to be coming up through, um, I think it was like my, Lily called it clandestine connections. Um, And I was like, okay, you know, what does that mean? And then, you know, we were tagged on that Facebook group and, um, you know, you reached out to me and was like, hey, let's come take class together. And then you're like, by the way, I'm opening a studio. (laughs) So it's, it was so interesting because it's not only helpful with predicting things or kind of planning but then also just looking at, I love to go back and look at my past as well. Because um, it just helps me to understand my role in this lifetime and then just all of the connections. Um, and then my favorite thing with, with being a professional astrologer is I see so many people, I've, I've had so many uh, people from Coven who come in in the studio, who they think that something's wrong with them. And I'm like, there is nothing wrong with you. You are in this, this incredible, powerful being. You've been told that this is your role. But actually, it's way more vast than that. And you have the power to choose that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We get so many people um, age group wise who are going through their Saturn return. In fact, I remember one time my business coach was like, who's your demographic? And I was like, people going through their Saturn return. And she's like, what the hell are you talking about? What is that? Yeah. (laughs) Um, And it's true though, because it is a time in your life. So I would love to have you just give like a, just a little overview of the Saturn return. Because I know so much. Actually, maybe we could talk about a couple transits that could resonate with some of our audience, because I think people first start getting interested in us around their Saturn return. And it's because it's that time and people just think, oh, I'm going from my 20s to my 30s. I think that's what society would probably explain it as. But it's really something deeper when people are reassessing their whole life and they're like, I'm looking for something. Maybe this could help me. Yes. Um, so one thing that I will say, and this is just like a PSA, like if I had to be a door-to-door evangelist, this is what I would preach. Um, you are not old when you hit 30. And I know like you and I are probably <laughs> laughing because we're like, we are way past. The 30. <laughs> um, one thing I love about astrology is you don't even begin to step into your power until 42. Well, we'll and then pin yeah. that. We'll come back to that. Yeah, so we'll come they, back. That, to that needed to be said. That needed to be said. Yeah, and that's the thing is like whenever people ask me about kind of the age related transits, I always start there because um, those of us in femme presenting bodies, you know, you know, we have been sold such a shit story on where our value lies, um, and we've talked about this. Like, there is so much overvaluation of the maiden. And then, yes, to a degree, the mother um, and some religions like to run with that, you know, to like a creepy degree. And then like the crone is like, oh, yeah, that's just like later. Whereas like the crone is the most powerful. Um, So going back to Saturn return, that occurs um, officially around the age of 28 because Saturn is orbiting 
around and it's returning to the same place it was when you were born. So that's where we get the term Saturn return. Um, if we're lucky, we get about three of those. Um, unless you're a vampire, you get more. Uh, <laughs> um, but every time Saturn comes back, Saturn is checking in. Saturn is the timekeeper. Saturn is about responsibility and about reward. So Saturn's like, hey, it's time to buckle down, do this work. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it. That's Saturn's main message. And Saturn can come down on us kind of hard because Saturn's like, you can be so much more powerful. You can be so much better. Um, and so the hardest Saturn return, though, is typically when that, that first one. Um, because it's when you know yourself the least. Yes, exactly. You know? Exactly. Sorry, I interrupted you. Go. No, on. no, no. But that's that's <laughs> so that's so uh, so true because you know yourself the least. You are at the most you know influenced by your foundational training. Whether that is I want to please my parents, or whether it's fuck my parents, fuck society. You know, we're doing a lot of things either to conform or to run away from something. And Saturn brings us back to us. Um, if I had to describe Saturn, Saturn, uh, and so that's the thing though, the, the thing about Saturn is you know, Venus is like, oh, let's come back to you and we'll get a facial. Um, <laughs> Mars is like, let's come back to you. We'll fuck some shit up. Uh, but Saturn's like, no, we're not, we're not going out. We're not fucking, we're going to sit here. Um, and we're going to go over your checkbook, young lady, you know, <laughs> like, it's just very like, um, yeah, it, I, it, I remember hearing the phrase Saturn re uh, rewards. Yes. Like you're not going to get the reward from the facial. You're not, you know, you're probably yes. not going to get the re reward of fucking shit up. Right. But when you sit with yourself and you make meaningful change that puts you in uh, deeper alignment with your yes. life's purpose, mm -hmm. you get rewarded. So whenever you're mm -hmm. in the Saturn return and thinking, why me? Why me? Like, <laughs> I think, yeah. you know, it, it, it's, you are not at the end of your life. You are literally mm -hmm. just starting. I think a lot of people at that yeah. age think I, I've, I missed my chance. You did right. not miss your chance. You know? Yeah. I mean, everything that makes me cool. I started during and after my Saturn return. I mean, the, um, somatic alchemy, the performing, um, embracing witchcraft and my dark feminine. I mean, that all began, I was doing the boring mainstream stuff and trying to stay away from all the stuff that makes me cool. <laughs> um, you know, I was, and, and that's the thing too. Um, one thing about the Saturn return, it gets a lot of bad press. If you are in alignment, like if you're already in alignment, with who you are, or you're recognizing, oh, yeah, I need to make that change. This, this job isn't serving me. This relationship isn't serving me. Um, or it can also be a lot of people freak out. They're like, oh, not necessarily. If the other person or people are willing to also grow, it can be a really beautiful thing. Um, but the thing is, is like, if you are in alignment, Saturn's like, all right, cool. We're just going to level you up. If you are not in alignment, for example, you know, I was not in alignment with my authentic self at my Saturn return. Um, Saturn was like, we're going to course correct. Um, and we're going to get you 
back on the path that you need to be, which I think is why a lot of people have struggled with Saturn return because sometimes, um, you know, if, if you come from a background where there's a lot of dependence on approval from others, it can be really, really hard to tap into self. And um, I love what you were saying about like, you're, you're not at the end of your life. You didn't miss your chance. Um, so many, and like the more people that I read for, the more uh, that I see, it's like everyone has their rebirth. Um, and, you know, the, the energetic period, the official transit is typically um, about a year if you want to nitpick like the exact degrees. But honestly, it's about four years, um, 28 to 32. Um, you're in the initial, you know, pass throughs of Saturn. And then afterwards, it's kind of like you're in these um, culmination lessons. And the thing about Saturn is Saturn has time. So if you don't complete the lessons of Saturn, maybe you're like, no, I'm definitely going to go for this job that's going to pay a lot of money, even though it kills my soul. Saturn's like, all right, I'll see you again. And each time Saturn comes back, if you're not in alignment, the lesson gets a bit harder. <laughs> right. And aspects when it squares, when it opposes. Yes. So don't think that you have another uh, 28 years to rest on your laurels. It's no, that, that is you so out. true. That is so true. <laughs> like, because... oh, don't forget about me. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing, too. Um, so Saturn makes a square or an opposition. So it makes a square from your natal Saturn every seven years. Um, so like when I love looking at um, kids charts, because seven is often about the time that they're like, I'm going to push a little bit of boundaries, not like the way you have with Mars, which by the way, the terrible twos is the first Mars return. Um, so the first Saturn square is where it's not just you're trying to fuck shit up. You're like assessing like, okay, there's this rule, but is this stupid? Like. You're looking at why do we have this? Like, you're being discerning. You're, you're starting discerning. to like start to question like what authority do I have in my life? Yeah. And then um, the opposition is at 14. Um, you know, the first Saturn opposition where it's directly across is at 14 years, which, okay, teenagers, we've all we either have them or we've been one. <laughs> and that's the first time we're like, I'm rebelling. And then the second Saturn square is at 21. Um, and y'all, we know how 21 goes. Um, <laughs> and then 28 is the Saturn return. So you're right. Every seven years, Saturn just checks in. It's like, like, what's up, boo? Hey, how, how's, how are those lessons going? Yeah, you, you working on that? You want the rewards? Well, yeah. well, we'll see. I'll check back in. <laughs> but I like how you said that astrology is the forecast and you get to decide how to dress. So with your yeah. Saturn return, you have the sovereignty to decide, am I fighting this nail and tooth or yep. am I going to really do the work to find out and discover who I truly am, what I truly desire? And that mm -hmm. also can be noted in your chart as well, yeah. um, just propensities and, and how you energetically should move through the world. So for all of our friends going through their Saturn returns, just know it's an ongoing life thing. This is, yes, we love you. Um, 
Yeah, I definitely lost my corporate job at that time mm-hmm. and was put on a whole new path of, you know, now, thank God. Yeah, uh, thank but God. you didn't understand I mean, at the time. Yeah. No, and, and that's what's so interesting, too. Um, Saturn, I, I get, in Moon Club, we jokingly call Saturn Dom Daddy Saturn. Um <laughs> We get a little weird in Moon Club. It's just that's how it is. Y'all should y'all should come check it out. Y'all should um, join. <laughs> uh, because it's almost like you know, what you were saying. You're like, I didn't understand it at the time. I know for me, um, I was used to I work hard and, you know, I, I study hard in school. I take the test and then I get in. And I was used to being able to just do things in my normal way. And I didn't understand either. I was like, what do you mean? Why, why am I not getting into this amazing you know, program? Or why, why am I not worthy? Um, and I realized it was because I was like, no, I have something better for you. Better, yep. Calm down, human. <laughs> right. Right. So friends, keep that in mind. And, you know, this is why doing the witchy work of knowing thyself and, mm-hmm. and on doing the shadow work and uncovering like your dark feminine depths of self and inner wisdom and and desires is yes is, is super important yeah um, and so I want to so you said 42 is when mm-hmm. in astrology you come into your power let's yeah. hear about that so um and I think you are in this transit right now with your Uranus opposition <sighs> I am and it didn't I'm 43 right now and uh it started I think mine happened a little later I'm a little late bloomer but yeah Yeah. and I've been trying to tell people this like this Uranus opposition mine started back in uh August I believe Mm -hmm. and it's going through maybe April or May um it's mind-blowing like yeah I I'm kind of love it, but I could see how people could be like, what the fuck? So yeah. tell people about that, but I'm in it and I'm here for it. Awesome. Yeah. So first of all, um, you should get comfortable with your anus kids <laughs> <laughs> because you should never trust an astrologer that can't make a Uranus joke. True. <laughs> It's true. We we like it maybe a little too much. Yeah. We I'll be typing up the the astro the monthly astro thing for the multiverse and I'll like be there'll be like a Uranus transit and I'm like, Uranus squares Mars. Tee-hee. And then like Crimson has to edit that out. <laughs> okay, sorry, I had to be twelve for a second. I'm back. <laughs> uh so yeah, your Uranus opposition. So transit Uranus is opposite from where Uranus was when you were born. We all go through this transit um, and it occurs. So I say 42, we start to feel that energy before our like actual, you know, 42nd birthday. Um, but we really start to, you know, we start to feel it in our late thirties um, into 40. And this is where, um, cause Uranus is the planet of upheaval. It's also the plan of trying to like the flash in the pan, the lightning strike insights where we have this idea and we can feel, you know, in our entire being like, oh, wow, this is an important thing. It may not make logical sense, but it's this time of we are really stepping into our power because there is potential. It doesn't happen this way for everyone, but there's potential for this really intense shakeup 
of energy and, and life direction. Um, some people, um, two clients I read for, they were, you know, one example that's common. Um, two of them were the, you know, they were the career people. They were like never having kids. I'm just going to, you know, be going, you know, I'm going to be jet setting. They decided to settle down and start families. Conversely, I had a, a friend who thought like, oh, I'm going to be the stay at home mom and um, realized though, because she kept telling herself that. And then she realized she was like, actually, I really love the way my life is and the work that I do in my community. And because, you know, and so it was one of those things where what she thought for herself was one thing, but when she actually sat with herself and allowed her, you know, allowed time to sit with her authenticity, she realized, actually, you know, I used to think that that was the way my life had to go for me to be happy. And I'm really happy as things are. And um, so she's an amazing auntie to, um, you know, both biological nieces and nephews, and then also just like, you know, all the kids in the neighborhood. She does community outreach. Um, you know, she's starting to study herbalism. So just realizing, um, and that was a thing that to kind of, it was a sudden realization that has helped her thrive. Um, and so whenever you have your Uranus opposition, oftentimes either there's insight or it's almost like there's a release of something you didn't realize you were holding on to, an expectation, a belief, something that, um, you know, sometimes the most dangerous shackles are not made of iron, they're made of silk. Um, and what I, I know, I know. Sexy. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I, I had done mushrooms the other night and that came. I was like, what? what? <laughs> uh, it's brilliant. What? Oh my God. Yeah. But then later I was like, oh, okay. I was like, what does that even mean? Um, so sorry. <laughs> Uh, I hope my parents watch this and they're like, oh, wow, our daughter's talking about doing mushrooms. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's realizing where we have kind of settled, but it's not the apparent settling. Like we're often aware of like, oh, I don't like this. Um, you know, I know you and I have talked about like, you know, phone habits, things like that, things we know are not good. But then there's other things where you get comfortable because it doesn't feel bad. It doesn't feel like an energy drain, but it's just keeping you stuck. It's keeping you. Um, it's not in, working anymore. It's not working anymore. Yeah, exactly. And so um, that Uranus opposition is really beautiful because it kind of just catapults you out of whatever thing was um, keeping you stuck there that just wasn't working. Um, I know. feel like I personally, you know, me moving through it being like right in the midst, mine hit like right after 43. And so I've been in it for like six months. And it's like, I cannot 
keep up with my realizations and Eureka's moments and everything feels so clear. And now I'm almost like in human form trying to keep up with yeah. all of these, like, this is the way it's supposed to be. And this is what it's supposed to look like. And that, and then it's almost like this dismantling and mm-hmm. rebuilding, but like with such beautiful clarity and, yeah. you know, it's almost like burn shit down, start again, but yeah. not, so not in a like, Sat, I guess Saturn return way where it's like it feels like it's happening to you it's mm-hmm. so clear that it's happening for you but like yes. you're the one making the moves mm-hmm. not you know you're the one getting the insight so anyway I think this is really interesting that this would yeah. be like you said when you come into your power because I do really feel like this is the time when you really know yourself and all the work is paying off and like yes. you're really coming into like your power and strength of your purpose in life Yeah. And I love what you said about burning it down and starting again, because that is one of the high, one of the higher embodiments, higher embodiment of Uranus. (laughs) We don't love when Uranus burns, but you know, sometimes, but sometimes when Uranus burns, it's a good thing. It's a cleanse. (laughs) Uh, I promise we're mature professionals Um, (laughs) y'all. Just not right now. (laughs) Um, but no so what I love what you were saying though is that's the other thing is I think especially I think this is a human thing um some people would argue that it's an American problem I think it might be a first world thing I don't know but we're so afraid of failure and um I often will will say failure with air quotes because um, what we think of is like, oh, I can't do that. I might fail. That's keeping us trapped. And you know, what you, what you were just saying about like burn it all down and start again. That's the power that we have. We have this power. Um, we are so afraid to take risks because what if I fail? What if I, what if I lose it all? But oftentimes, um, it is in taking those risks. One, most of the time it does not turn out as bad as we think it will. Um, the other aspect is oftentimes when we take that risk, it becomes even more amazing than we could have imagined previously. You know, I mean, uh, I look at what the studio was mm-hmm. in October 2017 when you know, we had the opening night. I think it was like September 29th. You're very good. Yes. Yeah. And, um, you know, yes, there are the broad strokes have still carried, but your vision has shifted and evolved and expanded um, because of the, your own evolution and then what you were seeing in the community and what, one, what you are passionate about, and then two, just you know, the, the need that was not being met um, and just the growth. And so I, I look back, because you know, Facebook loves to be like, look, yeah. this, you know, <laughs> and even just I, I look back because it wasn't that the previous iterations of your studio were bad. They were not, right. um, but it, it can, it continues to evolve. And um, that's the beautiful thing about the uh, Uranus opposition is it is, it's reminding you of your power. And um, the other cool thing is all of these planetary transits build on each other. Mm-hmm. 
That's know, what I was going to ask. Like, what? Yeah. So, okay. So we got the, the Saturn return, the Uranus opposition. Now, yep. what's the next? Now, what's the next one we had? The big one after that, that's <gasps> building off of that. Yeah. So then we have, um, there is the, um, the other thing that's occurring, and this kind of occurs <laughs> at different times, but for um, our generation, um, you and me, and then the younger ones, uh, we have the Pluto, Pluto square. I know, I know. You thought Saturn was a Dom daddy. <laughs> Make your safe words now, people. <laughs> um, I really hope my parents watch that part. Uh, so it's because of Pluto's elliptical orbit. So it's not, you know, more of a circle. It, it, it has this like ovaly shape. I realized I was doing this. I was like, people can't tell what I'm doing. <laughs> it's got more of an oval shape. So it moves faster through certain signs and slower through others. So everyone gets a Pluto, Pluto square, but the older generations, it would occur much later, like around traditional retirement age, you know, 65 or so. We are getting it in our 40s because we're special. <laughs> wow. So I remember learning about this of how like why people were asking, why do I feel like people are having midlife crises or feeling like, mm -hmm. you know, these things that were traditionally topics that came up way later in life, people are experiencing way earlier. So tell us what this, what this means yeah. for us. Yeah. So what this means for us and um, one thing I will say, part of it deals with our outer planet as a generation, our outer planet placements, um, which is, you know, part of why uh, we have a lot of different mindsets from the older generations. But for us specifically, the Pluto, Pluto square in our 40s, it just means um, we are going to be undergoing a lot of transformation that so for example um when you look at the boomer generation the silent generation they typically have this in their 60s so their whole identity was you know their job or what they had been doing since age of 30 and then a lot of them experienced forced retirement where the company was like, cool, um, we are pushing you out because we don't want to keep paying you. So if you're lucky, you get a pension. Um, you know, if you weren't lucky, you didn't have a pension, but you were just being pushed out. And you, for a lot of them, especially, especially the men folk, um, there was a lot of like, who am I now? <laughs> Literally happened to both of my parents pushed yes. out of their jobs. Yeah. 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 And so, um, and mine is like, mine left their jobs, but then they still had the like, wait, who am I now? Right, right. Yeah. And so we're having the, wait, who am I now? A lot earlier. And it is, I think, I don't know if it's necessarily exacerbated by the world events, but I think because, I mean, a lot of us have, um, for example, a lot of us have natal Neptune in Sagittarius or Capricorn. And so for us, we were already recognizing the illusions within our established structures. We were already recognizing, oh, maybe these big corporations don't have our best interests at heart. Whereas the older generations had been largely taken care 
care of by them. So they don't understand why us kids, us punk kids, were not showing respect. We're like, no, they don't care. They're about to pull the plug. <laughs> right. So to look at it, you know, in in a um kind of like more morbid sense, we're used to shit going wrong and we're just gonna deal with it in the higher vibe we are being tasked with those deeper transformations at a much earlier age. Mm. Um, but, that seems like a really conscious way, way, way for people to, to become conscious yeah. in this world a lot earlier, which could change yes. the world because we yes. have a lot more people living under conscious conditions. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, we're going to need another three hours for me to talk about the generational transits and why because we are becoming um, awakened much, much earlier. Um, the the people being born right now, um, it's going to be, re- I'm really fascinated to see kind of the cohort of little people um, that have just arrived. Because when you're looking at, you've got Pluto at 29 Capricorn, you've got Neptune in at like, you know, 26 degrees Pisces. Um, all of these late degree outer planets, which means they are like ushering in. We're we're sweeping out the old. Um, those of us around right now is we're kind, we're pushing open the gate for that energy, um, and so it is really interesting because you have all these things, and then after the Pluto square Pluto, um, we'll have another Saturn opposition, and then we'll have a second Saturn return. Um, and all of these outer planets build on each other um, and the lessons. And so um, you, you're such a wonderful example of, for example, that Uranus opposition, because you have embraced the change, because you have embraced like, oh, this is, you know, I had this insight. This is different from when I first envisioned it. Um, and I know you've told me like you've, you've changed. Um, I know you do a lot of business research. And, you know, you've changed your tactics on how you do things. Um, And so you have allowed yourself to adapt. So you have thrived through this. Um, And I think that's the biggest thing. Um, Where I see a lot of struggle, I have a few uh, cis male clients. (laughs) I love y'all so much. Y'all knew I was going to talk about you. (laughs) I got permission from all of you. you know, they are having to, they are learning a lot of the way they think things should, should, should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I have two who are similar age to you. And um, one of them has really struggled because they were trying to double down on this is how I do things. And it's started to get easier because they had to, to let themselves, they had to release control um and the other thing i'll say is control is not the same as sovereignty um oh i was not high when i thought of that one no super terror came up with that one i love it (laughs) Uh, that's so true it's Mm -hmm. like this is why i love astrology because it so supports the idea of like changing paradigms um Mm -hmm. and it all honors 
the highest good. It all high, yeah. it honors lessons. It it honors like moving past uh, antiquated systems and mm-hmm. building off of each other. And you know, I I think that the wisdom in all of this is adaptability, mm-hmm. knowing oneself. I do feel bad for people who are really resistant to change because I do feel like that is what is needed, especially maybe in the next few years. So I thought, okay, we talked about these transits. These are the major ones, but do you want to just like overview, overview, overview? Because I know 2024 to 2026 astrologically is going to require a little adaptability. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and shift from, but it's good from old paradigms to new paradigms. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it is, um, it, it's so interesting because, okay, obviously we were, we were there in 2020 when kind of the first big, like shaking down of the structure happened. And I remember like you and I were talking and we both had that moment of like, oh shit. But then we were like, this is actually pretty cool. Um, and you know, Please, no one freak out. I'm not talking about people no, getting not, sick, being cool. Right. We um, were talking overarching systemic overarching, potential. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, because part, you know, part of what was going on, and I was actually talking about this in Moon Club, the overview thing is um, just like what I was saying about you know Saturn, how Saturn kind of calls us to the carpet and is like, you're better than this. This is where we are with humanity. Um, and so... One of the huge themes, you know, Pluto, um, Pluto is a big kind of transformation energy, transformation planet. You can track Pluto and look at a lot of the big paradigm shifts. With Pluto right now, it's at 29 degrees Capricorn. So we are in big culminations, um, an astrology nerd term, anoretic degree. Oh, yeah, yeah. That it's its is... final degree mm-hmm. in the sign for those yes. who don't. So it just means like, ooh, this is its last degree hanging yep. out in the sign till it goes to a new one and it's going to really fuck shit up until it's it up. up. Yeah, it's just like, ugh. And, you know, every every planet will hit an anoretic degree, you know, the 29th degree of a sign. But because Pluto is the furthest out, Pluto hangs out there for a while. Um, and so it dances into Aquarius. It'll go back into Capricorn one more time before moving out of Capricorn for good um, until, you know, it's going to be in Aquarius until 2043. Um, but anyway, Pluto in Aquarius, uh, one of the huge overarching themes is the collective humanity recognizing its power and reawakening to that also reawakening to our connections with each other. So one very simple thing is like, okay, you and I are hanging out in Austin, Texas. Um, And Pluto and Aquarius shows us like what happens in Austin, Texas mirrors what happens in Mumbai, India, mirrors what happens in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Um, So the fate of others is the fate of us. there's a, there's a lot of potential for um, innovation over the next two years. Um, there's a lot of potential, you know, I'm, I like to look at kind of the higher vibe thing because you can get on the internet and find all the fear mongering trash you want, <laughs> but that's not what we're here to do. Um, but it's, 
you know, kind of some big, big themes for us is, you know, we're, we're reworking, we're renegotiating our relationship with technology. Um, we're renegotiating our work-life balance. Um, we are renegotiating how we allocate resources. Um, and so those are, but within that kind of individually, we're all being given this opportunity um, to call back our power and reconnect with our authenticity. Um, and so it's a really beautiful thing because the more of us that are in our authentic truth and in our sovereignty, that's when we can start to make these bigger global changes that we have been wanting to happen, that we're kind of right now making baby steps towards. Um, and that's going to gain momentum um, the more of us that, that awaken and kind of, you know, come home to ourselves. Ah, and that is true. Like the awakening we think is such a broad societal thing. Yes, it is, but it's a personal yes. awakening that happens. It's not going to be, it could be forced upon us, right? Just because of changes. Yeah. But if we lead through our own personal awakenings, we can move through this in a much more empowered way. It's, yes. you know, it's really going to be trying for people who have chosen not to wake up and to, mm -hmm. and to do the work to, to find a, a deeper understanding and meaning of their place within society, you know? Right. So, so yeah. So yeah. it feels like a really empowering time. Yes. It can it be, is. you know, tumultuous. Tum how do you say that word? Tumultuous. Tumultuous. It's even, it's even difficult to speak. Let's, let's yet live through. But, <laughs> um, but as witches, we always say we are the energy that controls the energy and being aware of the surrounding energy can help mm -hmm. us be even more powerful in this, um, as you say, not controlling, but in our sovereignty of how we show up, um, the idea of responding, not reacting. Yes. Oh, and I love that too. Responding, not reacting. Yeah. Um, and it, the, the concept of, you know, control being different from sovereignty, um, you know, it's kind of like, um, you know, you had posted on your stories um, that, you know, where we have a fellow witch who's, you know, going, needing to move and going through some things. And so sometimes things happen outside of our control where mm -hmm. it's like, oh, I, I've got to um, leave this situation. And, you know, and you didn't do anything wrong. Like sometimes people wrong. take it it's as just... personal fronts. Like, listen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and that's a huge thing, too, is. Um, you know, I'm hoping that we will finally release that mindset, um, that weird patriarchal mindset around like karma is this thing like that's like following you around. Um, yeah. But, you know, things happen. Um, but it's like, you know, another example is when I was in Hurricane Harvey. Um, look, there wasn't much I can do about that giant hurricane. However, I knew that within that I had prepared for it. And, and I had resources and, you know, what's beautiful is, is, um, it's even bigger now, but I had this community of people community. that I was like, and, and afterwards we all helped each other clean up after the storm. And, you know, I know that within our Ningsen used coven, we've had times where people have reached out and been like, Hey, I need help. Mm -hmm. And we've shown up. Um, and so there's, you know, yes, um, there's obviously a lot going on in the world. There's a lot of really dark things happening that can be really heavy. However, 
when we show up and we figure out, okay, what is the best I can do right now? What is a way that I can make this situation better somehow? Whether that is donating money, donating resources, even just sharing, you know, sharing information. Um, you know, just being there, there's been times where it's like, okay, I don't have the monetary resources, but I'm going to share, share this website on my social media because of, I have the platform. Or just, um, or just be kind to people and treat yeah. people with dignity and respect yes. Yes. and treat yourself with dignity and respect. It's underrated how much little things like that really actually impact the greater whole. Like, yes, I wish yes. that there was something I could do right now that would end these foreign wars and atrocities happening. But, you know, yes, there is ways I can financially support. There's ways that I can, you know, sign things Mm -hmm. and and lobby politicians. But there's also like, how about you start at the base level of creating a new society where we don't other people and Mm -hmm. we see the dignity and we see the, the worthiness of respect in your fellow humans. And maybe that's just treating people nice at the grocery store. Uh, You know, like, I, I think, people undervalue that of how like that's really how you create major changes by Mm -hmm. on the small scale and then you get to the point where it's like no i don't want to support a government that is going to treat someone in this way because i this person treats me treats me well at the grocery store like we see we see the humanity in each other and stop othering each other yes and that's it's so um and and that's one of the high vibe themes of pluto and aquarius um, is the, the ending of othering, um, because it is, it's, uh, Aquarius energy is about the collective. Um, and it is about our role within the collective and how each, I mean, you are so right. It's the basic acts of kindness. Um, and it's so funny because like, I, I try to practice that every day. And even now, like I'll be driving around and like someone cuts me off. I'll be like, nice job. Well, maybe you're having a bad day. I hope you have a better day. Sorry. Like, I was just like, I can't even, I can't even yell at people properly on the road anymore. Um, My my Jersey driving has calmed down so much in the past few years where like, I don't think I've flipped a bird in a long time. Yeah. Yes. It's like, you know what? That I I act like I never drove like an asshole before. You know? I know. <laughs> like, you know, so yes, it's like, and to me, that's what the conscious awakening is. It's like yes. how you're reacting on the base level, not like these large gestures that we have to make. Like, hey, can you mm-hmm. just be a better human and yeah. for yourself and for the world around you? And, you know, for yourself, that's a lot of the work that we do at the studio. Yeah. The shadow work, the journaling, the uncovering of one's truth, the, the, prioritizing of the feminine and the intuition mm-hmm. uh, you know and the magic and all of that like these are just yeah. tools that sh- help you show up as a better human on the daily yes and it really I think it's a testament of how much even the studio's grown in the past you know over six years is mm-hmm. like it's a testament of the work that's being done within it yeah um, and I don't think it's a coincidence that you found astrology within a feminine movement practice mm-hmm. because, you know, when we opened the studio, people were like, what are you talking about? You're doing like feminine style movement and witchcraft. And I was yeah. like, 
Yes. What is, yeah. I'm not sure where your disconnect is, but mm-hmm. isn't that so funny that we both that found is. those things simultaneously? Cause you know, yeah. those both awoken within me at the same time to me, they make so much sense together. Yeah. But, um, it, again, that's like a shifting of paradigms of people being like, well, that's not a thing that will never work. Um, right. So yeah. it's, it's the, it's new paradigm. Yeah. That shit does mm-hmm. work. If it makes it sense does. to you, if you've yeah. done work and you have, you know, found this authentic vision for yourself and, and for the world. So, you know, mm-hmm. just encouraging people to think outside the box right now, because old paradigms are failing. Um, yeah. New paradigms are being created and trust your intuition and yourself yes. that you can lead yourself in a way more empowered way. Yes. I mean, if I had to give like a 2024 mantra, it would be trust yourself. Mm. Um, I, I learned some, some hard lessons in 2023 because I doubted myself because I was, and I realized, okay. And again, I was not on mushrooms um, when I realized this, but I, I was sitting with myself because I realized I had rejected some intuition because I was falling back on the old patterns of, well, I can't logically explain it. And then I realized I was rejecting the, the dark feminine within me Mm. in. Yeah. And, and then too, and then I went and checked like the, because the holidays got insane. So I wasn't checking my astrological cycles. And then when I go back and look at that, I was like, oh, and that was also an indicator of, you know, what I was already feeling. I needed to do, but I was ignoring that. And then I got sick. Um, And so, yeah, it's just, it's so like trusting yourself um, because too, like when I look up at my Saturn return, I remember I was so focused. I was like, I need a good paycheck. Like that was my, that was my motivation. And um, okay. I I live on planet earth. I know that you need money in our current system until we (laughs) shift that paradigm. Um, But I realized, you know, when I broke, cause a lot of people fear authenticity because they're like, what if I lose that resource? And I'm not saying it's going to be all rainbows and snow cones when you go on that path. But looking back, like if I had just chased that one thing, um, so many things that I love about my life would not have come to pass. And I would have been very unhappy. I would have had that paycheck and I would have been miserable. Right. Um, and then so, who's yeah. to say that that was even security in that? A lot of this oh, is yeah. long term. Mm-hmm. You know, we think about relationships where people think, oh my gosh, if I leave this relationship, I'll never meet any, you know, I'll have yeah. to start from scratch when in reality, like what is, is you know, especially, I mean, any, any age group, but like, yeah. it's, it may be immediately difficult. Sure. But it's for the, you know, you have to have that patience and understanding mm-hmm. that like you're building something bigger and that takes time. And, and, yeah. you know, in the foresight in the future will be, wow, that was difficult at the time, but I'm so glad that I really did pursue something that felt a lot more healthy for me yes. uh, and, uh, you know, a lot more aligned with my desire for self. So yeah, yeah like the, the astrology, we're, we're going to, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to, I'm going to let us lead us into, to the end of the, Oh yeah. yeah, We're already an hour. We're already an hour, but (laughs) you know, the, I love the way that you teach astrology. You're so wise. You do a lot of shadow reflection within, Mm -hmm. you know, you're, 
within moon club and your astrology reports and how you uh, do your tarot spreads and stuff. There's so, I love the way that you teach astrology is through personal self-reflection mm-hmm. and not seeing it as some kind of fatalist or future telling tool, but yes. rather just a way to know yourself at a deeper level so you can show up in your highest potential and so yes. that you can move through things with greater ease. And so mm-hmm. with that, Tara is a Minx Amuse mystic. You can book a session with her. Yeah. So book a private with her. If you're like, this shit's awesome. I want to do this just for, I want to know when stuff's happening so yeah. I can dress appropriately. Yes. Um, and also, Brother. you know, obviously join the multiverse and, and mm-hmm. take, take moon club and check out the Asher reports. But Tara, we're going to, we're going to leave the astrology at that because yes. I want to I want to chat with you about some some more personal Tara yeah. stuff. Ooh, yeah, yeah, so, personal. <laughs> <laughs> so the questions that we like to ask all of our guests, the first is what is your personal mantra or source of daily inspiration? Oh, OK. So I have three things. Um, the first mantra is healthy boundaries create greater freedom. Mm. Um, and then the second one, it's just always been a thing. It's kind of cliche, but I don't care. Um, it's leave the world in a better place than you found it. Oh, I thought it was going to be live, laugh, love, but no. (laughs) (laughs) I will let someone else say that one. That's not that generic. Leave the world a better place. My goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then my inspiration, oh my goodness. Um, so many things. Um, but as far as every day, um, I just, I mean, I, and you know, you know, this about me, I'm like, you know, a feral witch. Um, I enjoy nature. Um, nature is so inspiring because nature has cycles. Um, nature understands that to be her most badass self, you have to have rest and play. Um, and that nature is beautiful in its imperfection. And so those are just kind of the big, the big things that I carry with me. There are countless other sources of inspiration. Um, but those are the big things that I really, um, you know, I, I can catch myself referencing those. Um, I love it. Throughout my day, <laughs> every day. I, I love it. Those are great. <laughs> and then what is your favorite sensuous indulgence? Ooh, okay. Um, oh, my goodness. Okay, I have like a ton of those too. <laughs> I would say, okay, for wintertime, my favorite thing, I call them goddess baths, where, okay, I put out the candles. I get rose petals. Um, I'll make I make my own like rose oil and stuff, and I'll like put it fancy. in. The, yes, and then I have one of those. Okay, it's not fancy. It's basically just like a board of wood that I found in my garage that I I painted, and it's my little like wine and cheese tray that. And yeah, and then I, I read uh, I read smut while I sit in my bubble bath. <laughs> Um, and I, and just, I love cheese. Yeah, and I eat cheese, <laughs> and um, I love just indulging in um, just this self care because that was such a journey for me. Um, I did not come from a background where you indulge in like the feminine self care, right? Um, and then yeah, I always do like a, a ridiculous facial with the like, weird stuff, and 
that's just that's my winter thing i kind of have things for different seasons but since we're in winter that's that's my thing Mm, um beautiful yeah sounds very inspiring (laughs) yes Uh, and then final question what does living fully in your power as a witch look like to you (sighs) that so i'm gonna echo kind of my 2024 mantra um trusting yourself and um because that is the basis for reconnecting with your power um for moving in this life authentically um but what it looks like is um just checking in with yourself with everything and embodiment um within that is a huge thing uh one thing i had to learn in 2023 is my body is this potent wise messenger and uh, I learned that through a couple of unglamorous ways when I was not in my truth she let me know (laughs) it's like we teach this and it's true it's crazy I know I know and I know I I learn so much from just my own growth and then I the reason why I love teaching at the studio is I learn so much from the students I learn so much from the other instructors um, but yeah, being a, a sovereign, uh, which is, is so much about, um, staying connected with yourself and being in your integrity, because that's going to allow you to make those decisions that aid you in stepping into and wielding your power. Ooh, and mm-hmm. astrology can help with that. Oh yeah. Oh Get yeah. Get your natal chart read, kids. Get your natal chart. Yes. <laughs> that was so integral. I could talk I know. an hour about my natal chart experience. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. It really is like the first awakening of self is getting your natal yes. chart. So if you want to, if you're new to all this and you want to know mm-hmm. like what's the first step I could take, get your natal chart read. Tara mm-hmm. does them. It is really just like a way to awaken to yourself and accept parts of yourself that you already knew were there. So yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much, Tara. This is such a fun discussion. We will have thank to you have you back to talk about all the other things you do but <laughs> thanks for getting astro nerdy with, yes, with us I love this I love talking about Uranus with you <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness I love you darling Mwah. I love you oh, thank you everyone for listening and watching bye y'all bye. thank you for joining me for the Minx and Muse podcast You can find show notes and learn more about the studio at www.minxandmuse.com. As a reminder, it is our birthright to transform, expand, and safely exist as sensual, conscious, and empowered creatures. I'll see you next.